James. Hi, Gabby. Um, um, where where are you? You're in your Europe still, right? Still in uh, Barcelona, city of angels, and. Uh, right now, you and I are <laughs> yeah, meeting are, <laughs> are meeting in the base of a of a hollowed out tree. Oh yeah, and Love it in here. there's a little bit of a light rainstorm happening outside, mm. and we're just like really cozy. It's mm. very warm. Um, there's a good smell. Sort of like, I can really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the wet earth smell that's really grounding. Yeah. Um, kind of like Pooh's Pooh's house, but but real life. Love it. Yeah. Really great to be yeah. here with you. And, and with you, um, <laughs> as always. Um, <laughs> as one. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> as one does. As one always does. Um, the last um, time we spoke, so we I was truly laid out with... Um, the last time we spoke, I was laid out with food poisoning, and I am completely well now. So thank you. For all oh yeah, totally. I listened to the episode again, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I sound so like, like dominating." And I was like, "Oh no, it's because you were not feeling well." <laughs> you I know was, what I mean? I, I listened back, and I was like, "I sound so much more alive than I than I felt." Because I I at the end of the episode, I was like, "Well, that was a fucking wash." And then I was like, "I guess it wasn't." so bad yeah it was still like a fully formed episode but yeah i even forgot even during that you were like having your stuff it was the beginning of it it was like you got through the pod and then you had real food crashed yeah yeah Yeah, the pod ended Um, with you on the floor yeah i was so secretly i was moving like horizontally and then moving to the floor because i didn't want the the bed to shake the mic Mm -hmm. so i was like well i guess i'm lying on the floor um i just went into like survival mode for the pod um (laughs) and admitted it later which is also very you it's like hey this whole time artists do um (laughs) that's true i respect that Mm -hmm. aries so also kind of aries vibes you know oh absolutely like trudging ahead nobody knows until later exactly no one Um, can know my true pain aries um, Has there been so what since you're in in Europe closer than a lot of us are to the war that's going on? Yes. Have you seen the effects? Like, have you witnessed anything? I saw you were at a protest, I believe. Yeah. What's the vibe? So I. So I guess. Um, yeah. So just, like, I feel like it's sort of helpful to timestamp what day it is. It's. Uh, Monday that we're recording this because I keep hearing podcasts that are sort of retroactive. Yeah. Mm. Um, And so um, when like Russia officially invaded, Chris and I were in rural Spain, like on this tiny and this in this little house on a huge farm Mm. um, because he had two days off, which is like he has worked almost this entire time that we've been out here. Um, And so we went just to the middle of nowhere, and then it was just a very surreal experience because we were hearing about, like, this crazy, crazy thing that was happening, and we were surrounded by absolutely no one. Like, we, the only person we mm. saw was, you know, the guy who let us in the Airbnb. Mm. Um, and so when we got back to the city, like, it does feel like there is um, a quietness 
that there there wasn't in the weeks prior. Um, and then I went to a protest on Sunday. I guess it was just yesterday. Wow. Because basically I went off Instagram yesterday mm-hmm. um, because I was... I don't know how you've been feeling on Instagram, but I, my timeline for a while wasn't even updating. It just seemed like every single post on the grid was like, that people were posting to their grids was like from two or three days prior. And mm-hmm. so I was going in, in stories and it just felt like this weird um, grab bag of like not knowing if you were going to get like some influencer on a fucking like retreat or, you know, graphic images of missiles going into buildings. Mm-hmm. And and so I just felt very, like, dissonant. Like, I felt, like, dissonant being on Instagram. And also, like, being away from home on a huge time difference. Like, I, it's, you can't really interface with people in the same way that I might be able to if I was home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just trippy. And so I posted a video in my story of my story in my story of like uh, <laughs> of uh, Russia state media and like how they were portraying like Ukraine. Um, mm. And so I said like it's giving Orwellian because mm. it is. It was. It's truly. Can you explain you that? Know, yeah, so or- Orwell is, like, the person who wrote 1984, mm-hmm. um, which is basically, like, it's giving Big Brother, like, this is uh, this is a police state. Like, this is what it's like in real life when when truly, like, the, the government is, like, manipulating what people see. He also mm-hmm. wrote Animal Farm, which is weirdly has been one of the books I've read the most over and over. Um, hmm. And... So anyway, I posted that and like or like saying something is Orwellian is like a really it's a, to me it's a comparison that holds a lot of gravity and like it's very serious. And so um I got a message from someone basically saying that like the way that I said that was like sounded um delighted. And oh like you were sitting back being like, "Oh, what an Orwellian event this is." Yeah. Yeah. And so um, maybe that person when didn't I got that, know Orwell. Maybe she didn't know what Orwell meant. And so I basically, like, I don't actually see most of my DMs because I don't know about you, but a lot of my DMs are, like, NFT spam. No way. <laughs> like, oh, so much. So much. Ugh, so NFTs, um, dude. Like, truly, like, this is the new NFT or, like, crypto's booming or, like, people trying to literally scam me and so I just Mm -hmm. sort of for the most part I don't look at my dms anymore but I just happened to see um this one and I I responded to the person because I felt bad for upsetting her especially because everyone is like upset right now but I also felt like after that moment um I just felt like I needed to leave Instagram for a second because this is such a Mm -hmm. long story and I'm sorry if it's like absolutely the most boring thing you've ever heard but (laughs) no no it's 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 a very good it's part of what we're gonna kind of get into in many ways yeah so I basically like I just had to get off Instagram because I felt like uh I just felt so dissonant within and I, I kept seeing people posting me like I don't know what to say or like are you guys freaked out or people posting being like um 
here's some photos to brighten your day. And I was like, what's wrong with this? Like, there's something like distinctly wrong to this experience. And I, I need to remove myself to figure it out. And I know, I know that I'm being like negatively affected by it more than I need to be. Like, mm-hmm. I feel deeply concerned about the, the entire Ukrainian situation. Um, I'm also like on the continent and <laughs> part of me was wondering like, is there any way that they could cross Europe in seven days mm-hmm. and we would have to, you know, lock down here, which is not going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like it's very, whatever. Yeah, it's it a feels, whole wild card. It I feels mean, it palpable. was already, it already felt very random to the average person that this even happened in the first mm-hmm. place, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Did you feel that way? Because this isn't the first. There's always, like, in the past few years, there's been this kind of theme of, like, every few months, like, a country's woes become, like, the social media chat. And then it is kind of mixed with, like, breakfasts and, uh, like, terror. But is this Mm -hmm. more distinct for you than those in the past? You know, like, let's say, like, there was, like, the Palestine era. Everyone was talking about Palestine yeah or stuff with Syria I mean yeah I, I Palestine I almost went off Instagram um and I was really upset by that as well but my ex- I I, just I feel needed like, yeah. to like wait so I'm just basically gonna like finish this like thought that I finally formulated at breakfast because I was like yeah. why this is just Instagram like it's just a platform mm-hmm. um because then I basically I turned off Instagram I walked outside, I, I found a, like a protest and I went and I walked around like the city for literally three hours with, with people who were Ukrainian and people from Spain and mm-hmm. people like, you know, families, Ukrainian families. Um, and it felt like a real, like, I, I, I wasn't speaking, I didn't speak, I don't speak Spanish, I don't speak Ukrainian. All of the chants were in Ukrainian and Spanish. <laughs> But so it really just felt like I was, like, there opening my heart to the people that were there and holding space Mm -hmm. in, like, a real space, Mm -hmm. right? And so then, yeah, so then I went back and went home and went and felt better. And then over breakfast this morning, I realized, like, what feels so upsetting being on Instagram is because when you're in, when we're in times like these... It feels like you're hanging out at a friend's house because that's what Instagram sets itself up to be is like a fun place. Mm-hmm. But then during these times you have everyone like saying something and they're like dissonant conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people that are like really, really yelling about the the current conflict. You have people that are like just carrying on like absolutely nothing is happening. And then you have people mm-hmm. who are sort of stuck in the middle who are like, trying like seemingly trying to balance like I'm posting about the thing but also here's this thing I need to sell because like you know Instagram is now commodified it's like so I was like oh okay I'm feeling the way that I would feel at a party that was really shitty and the vibes were off and like in real life I would just leave the party Mm -hmm. you know or like leave the friend's house (laughs) leave the (laughs) kickback you know like all of these like normal situations and then Mm -hmm. I was like but it's Instagram and it's always with you right Mm -hmm. so anyway I just realized like that's what it feels like is like Instagram has become a space that feels like a a social circle but then when in these moments it it just feels like everyone's shouting over one another and it's but you're carrying that fucking party in your pocket (laughs) 
Yeah, anyway. I really love the comparison of you at the protest because something that really sticks out to me is when things like this happen, especially when it's sort of like a global crisis far away where it's like you and I literally cannot do a damn thing. You know, we can check on our friends, we can share resources, but it's like there's nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's true for like probably like 98% of everyone on the internet that we interact with is like these are just people at their jobs, you know? And then it kind of turns into something else entirely. Um, It becomes kind of like a who's expressing themselves properly and who's a good person and you know but what's interesting is like that doesn't happen at an actual protest because people get together and they're like in the same context automatically and you don't have people fighting (laughs) you know it's like people get together like we're all protesting the war period and that's something Mm -hmm. that can only be achieved I feel like in person and like localized because Mm -hmm there's actual social responsibility. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. online, that girl, whoever, can reply to you and completely, you know, like, misread you and everything, and there's no issue. Whereas, like, if that happened in person, it's, like, there's so much more (laughs) discomfort that can happen from a bad social interaction that we don't even cross that line. And I think we don't Mm -hmm. even get there mentally because the context is so clear you know what I mean it's like right and it's just so strange to me that a bunch of people on the same side of a very clear issue like hey we're just with the the Ukrainian people we don't want this to happen can still all argue (laughs) I don't understand Mm -hmm. you know and then yeah you go to real life a real protest you know people from all over not even Ukrainian themselves doesn't freaking matter just on the same side just get together and it's like the internet can't do that and I think it speaks to something bigger I like I'd love to get like I have I don't know how to get into it but I'd love to get into like more of a concept of like bodies and like localization you know yeah but I don't know how I feel about that also like the idea that like with Instagram you don't have a choice of what you see like you could you could sign on because you want to see your friends like funny content and then you start seeing something about a war and again like it's important to be aware and it's important to be like up on things but to the extent that you can be and in the past we had separate spaces for like news and social stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you had the you had the choice to to open the newspaper and like you mentally prepared yourself to like watch the newscasts in the morning right Mm -hmm. and I think that like we've really gotten away from that so slowly Mm -hmm. um and we haven't we've forgotten that that was like a that we had like specific times for digesting what are very heavy things and it's like no wonder like going back to our old conversation like (laughs) no wonder like we're uh living in a generation of trauma because we're constantly like living in uh, a digital space where at any time something can pop up that then we have to digest that is so so heavy and Mm -hmm. that's just not like how humans like evolved right yeah it also doesn't make any fucking sense like the palestine thing for example i posted about it i only like to post about things that i feel certain about which is rarely anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and ukraine to me is very clear to me it's like i know about putin's history i know that russia has the most nuclear weapons i know that i am against anything with russia just for the safety of the world right 
I am so yeah. confident in that. <laughs> um, so me posting about Ukraine, and also we have an acquaintance over there. It just felt right, and nobody could have yeah. told me otherwise. Palestine, I don't know anything. I don't know any Palestinians or Israelis that have a direct connection to the territory. I don't know anything, and it seemed like the the right thing to do was to post in support of Palestine, which is, to me, makes sense as well. They're the ones being attacked and pushed out. I post yeah, about it. Yeah. This did not happen with the re- Ukraine stuff. I post about it. I get equal amount support and major hate for being anti-Semitic, mm. right? And then I just yeah. deleted it. And I was like, I'm not passionate enough about this because I don't know enough about it. And intuitively, I don't know enough about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I am a fighter and I get really crazy about stuff. But if I don't know it, I just can't lie, you know? So I just deleted it. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's no way I'm supposed to feel. There's no way that I do feel. So I just, I'm not going to play this game on the internet right now. Um, and that's after and that was after sort of many of these where it's like especially with Sai Spoon it's like the messages I get was why aren't you talking about this why aren't you talking about this why aren't you talking about this and it's like there's so many reasons why not and I want to share this thing I posted in my story a few days ago that has been my most like reshared in story thing (laughs) Like, I mm-hmm. posted it, and I got so many story mentions after, and everyone was like, yeah, there it is. Um, and this is just how I feel. But every tragedy has the same trajectory on social media. Number one, news hits. Two, sadness and prayers expressed by everyone. Three, some kind of campaign comes out that is good-natured, but later becomes more of a virtue signal of, like, who cares the most and who's putting in the most social media effort, Right. Four, critique on the above campaign as being useless, as well as critique on how people are expressing sadness, prayers, calls to action in general. Five, Mm -hmm. criticism on why we're focusing on this problem and not another one or an old Mm -hmm. one that we forgot about, right? Six, the right way to express yourself as a voyeur to a tragedy is never defined. Seven, everyone fights amongst themselves about privilege and priorities. Eight, <clears throat> it turns into a psychoanalyzing narrative controlling fest. <laughs> and then nine, which is the most important to me, is the tragedy beats on just as it was, while the powerless argue among themselves on who is a good person, and those in power make moves and take actions we will never hear about until they surface. <laughs> and yeah. for me, I just feel like we've done enough of this social media stuff to realize that it becomes this whole other thing. You know, it's like people convince themselves and convince other people that posting, posting, posting about something that they don't really know about, but they feel like they need to because that's the right thing to do, um, is, like, the right thing to do, but it doesn't technically do anything. Like, factually, it doesn't do anything. And social media is a place of expression, and I think it's always okay to express yourself. The Ukraine thing did make me very upset, very sad. It made me afraid of... It was just so... I think it was one of those things that made us all aware. Yeah, and it's something... It's, I always tell people, it's like, it's not a selfish reaction to see something somewhere else and be afraid yourself, even though you're not there, because it reminds us of how small we are and how evil still exists, right. you know? Yeah. It's like, it's oh, it Russia can just bomb we, anybody. Exactly. Yeah. We're all very fragile in the hands of like someone who is, you know, essentially mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, that's, there's this that's narrative what the feeling yeah. is. Yeah, there's this narrative that's like, oh, you're not worthy of that feeling. And it's like, it's not a worthy thing. It's human nature. 
you know, you watch a, even just a mm-hmm. crime documentary and you're, you're afraid for a little bit because you remember that there's creeps out there, you know? Are you worse off than of the course, person who actually yeah. got murdered? Absolutely not. But that's how empathy works. And not only empathy, but survival. You know what I mean? Like, my survival brain yeah. says, oh, wow, we still live in a time where a superpower can just throw bombs at a country. <laughs> I didn't actually really right. process that that much before, you know? So now I'm processing that. And so I see everyone online expressing themselves, and it's like, it's not about helping the country necessarily. It does raise awareness. You know, there's some stuff that gets kind of swept on the rug, and social media helps it get there. But it's really people expressing how they feel, which is what social media is for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because none of us can really do anything with these people. You know, we're not Putin's friends. (laughs) We're not as, you know, anything, you know. There's nothing. We're not billionaire celebrities, you know. I doubt even Kim Kardashian can do anything at this point. (laughs) You know, I think of her, I think of the way she can sort of finagle her way into an office. But Right. I mean, she could send, you know, uh, planes or whatever to pick people up if she wanted to. She's she's also done that in the past. Yeah, um, she's she's on it for Afghan women. Um, but any, but yeah, and and it is. That's the thing is, I I agree with you, and I think the thing that was really making me want to sign off is like not just that one tiny experience because I'm not trying to be like I'm so thin skinned, but just seeing people sort of flounder <laughs> and be like, yeah, what am I supposed to say? Like I don't know what to say. Like I feel so depressed. Also, another thing is the thing with Instagram is it's become a place where people go to find a sense of joy, right? Like everyone knows that that's what Mm -hmm. social media is supposed to, it's supposed to provide dopamine, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you are in this uh, time where you can see something really horrifying or you can see something like a fucking puppy and you're scrolling through stories trying to get the puppy again mm-hmm. in your brain. Literally, it's all about, we're just like trapped in this like neurological cycle of like your brain being like, but try to find the puppy again. Trying and you to get think the you're puppy. like looking yeah, like for gambling. something good. Uh, you're trying to, you think you're trying to find something good, but your brain is actually attaching to like the negative things because that's like evolutionarily what the brain does. The brain finds it much easier to be sad. And that's the thing is we actively have to fight to be happy every single day, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the and like machine. the going puppy to Instagram, machine. literally, like if you're <laughs> if you're going on Instagram to feel happy, that's mm-hmm. the that's a time to take a break, and that's what I realized because I'm I feel so far away from the people that I know in a time of war. I'm on the continent that it's happening, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so then I was like going to Instagram and just doing it unconsciously, and like something the only thing that we have in our power nowadays is our attention and our attention is every time we put our attention somewhere we're like we're giving someone money we're giving someone power we're giving the narrative power attention is the biggest currency isn't it it is it is and so like on a spiritual level what you focus on grows baby a spiritual level but also like uh, you know the social media platforms make money when they can get more of our attention right so yes. it's it goes both ways. Yeah, no, it's it's wild, but it's uh, it's just so many things because then you also get, you know, it's like our friend who's over there. Hearing his kind of play by play to me was like important, and that can only happen on social media, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I like, 
another reason why I stayed on for as long as I did is because I was just trying to keep up. I, I still check his story actually on my browser and then try to log off as quickly as possible because, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I think about him all the time now. Um, well, we have a friend we grew up with who grew up in L.A., Ukrainian parents. You guys, stop it. Get away from me. <laughs> I just sometimes they fight by the screen and they can rip it. I'm just like, get the hell out of here. These dogs. <laughs> dogs are crazy, man. <laughs> Two dog life. Yeah, I just, I don't fuck with, like, I love this big dog, but it's like big dogs are hard for me because it's like, they just take up so much space and they're so clumsy, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I love him, but it's just like, it really, they big can really dogs break just down. Harder. Yeah, they just like break stuff and just, I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. He's afraid I saw of the a oven. dog the other day, and he was uh, in Barcelona at this cafe, and he was like a beautiful big white dog, and uh, the owner had him curl up underneath the chair while she was eating, and then I walked by on the way out, and this dog was <laughs> gnawing the the chair leg. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And the owner had no idea. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Your dogs are crazy. I feel like I feel like the older you get, the more people like you, more dogs you get close to because everyone's like getting dogs and not having kids, like in a good way. Yeah, but they're just all really something. Anyways, yeah, they're okay, little dogs people distracting us. Um, yeah, yeah. I just my issue, and I also want to share a post by somebody else that I read, and I also feel like this is the first time I've been seeing this conversation come up. Is just I think we've been in this weird cycle for the past few years, where people act like social media conversations in response to crises are like more valuable than they actually are and to me it's always been blatantly obvious that they become these battles of like who's good and who's doing right but they don't affect the freaking crises at all so it's pointless Mm -hmm. you know and I've just felt like that for a long time but I felt like I wasn't allowed to feel that because you know the language of (laughs) of that you know someone's just like you know, you're supposed to do this, this, and this, and, like, that shows that you care and that you're doing the right thing, and it's just, like, well, if it doesn't do anything, I just don't really, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm not going to play this game where I post something and someone interprets it wrong and then I have to prove... Like, your situation with the Orwellian thing is, like, what is that situation? It's you said something and then someone made an assumption about who you are. That's what that was, (laughs) you know? They made an assumption that you're the kind of person that would be delighted by a war, (laughs) what you know I think yeah I just think that's the thing is like when like sort of going back to what you were saying before about being in person is like if you're in person and you hear me say like in my tone like it's giving Orwellian you would know (laughs) that like I'm being very gravely serious totally and then you see it you see it on Instagram and it's it's not this person's fault. Like it's the flaw Mm -hmm. of the platform and the fact that we all like (laughs) engage with the platform in this way. Now it's like you can (laughs) interpret it in your own way. And then, and then immediately that's the way that the person has said it, which is like, not, not, that does not happen in person because you you hear tone. They're imagining (laughs) you with like a big turkey leg laughing while you say it. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, Oh, that's how they interpret the Disney it. turkey like, like a yeah, king yeah 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 <laughs> it's giving orwellian ha 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 yeah. Let now me bring me my bring me no, my turkey yeah. right it's fucking ridiculous um 
but, yeah, it, but again, like just... I, I'm sympathetic because it's like, I don't know. It's just you have, but that's the thing is like, that's why people fall into the same language online because nobody wants to be called out, you know? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And I, I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I just, follow, me, it... do you follow, um, Taylor Lorenz's like shit posting? No, I don't. I don't. She got to me out a little. <laughs> I started following her recently. I don't really know what anything is the about her. Account? It's just called Taylor, Lo- Taylor Lorenz 3.0. Oh, okay. I'm opening it. But I, again, like, I don't know her, what she means in this, in the sphere of social media. Mm-hmm. I just, I found her account on, um, how do you say on the, uh, explore the page. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. The page for exploring. Um, (laughs) anyway, and so I just, but I was looking at it and it, people engage with it so much more than other content because it's the, the stuff is said in a different way. And, but everyone knows that everything's fucked up. Like no one is there like you know, happily seeing these things. Also, everyone being like, I'm tired of living through events. It's like, when were we not, dude? Right. Every single decade has their fuck shit. You know, the 80s also, had AIDS. She posted this, uh, Everything before this meme that was, that was like a... There was a... Uh, the meme was like a white woman standing at like a standing desk in an apartment filled with plants and like beautiful light. And it was like, I'm tired mm-hmm. of living through historical events. Oh, I know. I love people like posting that. that. Like, Nailed it. Yeah, totally nailed it. It's like you're always um, going to be like, welcome to the fucking. But also the idea of like that woman in, standing at the standing desk, like isn't really living through the historical event. Oh, like, oh yeah, that meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about now. Yeah, because I heard the that's true because first people were saying I'm tired of living through historical events like genuinely. And then yeah. that meme came and it was like, yeah, poking fun at. Yeah, it was like a millennial person in like a nice big living room with a standing desk, like chilling. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, that is the reality. But that's the thing also with um, Instagram is it makes for like a more, it, it makes everyone more like empathetic, which because everyone sees and feels like they're constantly experiencing these images, which they are. Um, and your what you see is like your reality. And that's like science. Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> That's science, babe. No, but so I, but, and that's the problem is it's just, it's just not nat like it's not a natural way to live. And okay, I was yeah. talking with, I was talking with Chris about this a little bit when we just found out about the, the invasion. And he was saying like, we're going to live through a period of people leaning into, into leaders like Putin because everyone wants like an extreme hand in leadership now. And it's like really horrifying. And my counter to that was like the generations coming up feel like they've all lived through historical events because of Instagram. And so Mm -hmm. we're like becoming, which is, there is a positive to it. And maybe this is me being naive, but I, I feel like there is where I said like the pendulum will swing back the pendulum always swings from side to side. And he was like, I know, but so many people are going to have to suffer and die before that pendulum swings. And I said, I really don't know. I don't, because everyone is experiencing like things in real time because of the internet. And like, 
Does that make sense what I'm saying? Do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> you mean like people are more affected and more present for these things? Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone is like like people are more feels... likely to want a better world because they're tired of living with a feed that's always freaking them out. Is that what you're saying? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel the same way. People are so sensitive. But then I wonder if people are like addicted to it. <laughs> like I just never know what people are gonna do. But well, yeah, because enough in the to past... like vote for the fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, and Maybe. it also makes Maybe. you more emotionally involved, which is what guides everything, you know. Because it's like in the past, you'd kind of just get the news stories, and they're always sad. They'd interview a few people, but it's like there you do get right. emotionally affected and like spiritually affected when it's like oh someone you know or a friend of a friend posts. It's like it does. Mm-hmm bring the tragedy always closer even if it's so far away and yeah it does make you care more social media for sure yeah that's why it should be an expression medium you know i was thinking i wanted to hear about the logic yeah sorry if i'm getting too like hyped i just like uh no i feel you there's a lot of layers yeah (laughs) yeah but there was (laughs) and i think just like psychologically like socially and i think this is a big theme with this and just generally all the time on the internet is it's always an issue of context and this concept Mm -hmm. that like okay like the woman at the the standing desk or whatever it's like i'm tired of living through historical events right that's valid if that person said it at a dinner party with five people great thing to say makes sense (laughs) right yeah yeah but it's like you wouldn't if someone from ukraine like a ukraine refugee was at that table and was crying right. about their friend dying. Would the person say that? No, absolutely not. Because right. that's exactly. not exactly socially acceptable because socializing is determined like social cues are determined by <laughs> Can you hear the dogs fighting? <laughs> so are determined by the social setting and the lo- like the local setting, right? So the problem with the internet is yeah. you have the dinner party people where it's totally valid for them to say, wow, I'm tired of this. It's hard for me to be on my phone. Like, that's just how they feel. But they're, like, in the same, like, bucket with, you know, the person in the war-torn country losing their family, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I just find it weird that people don't, like, recognize that. And then people get all torn up being like, why are you saying that? Like, (laughs) you know, think about this person. It's like, yeah, that person does exist, you know? It's like the same way I can complain about a stomach ache if I wanted to, Hmm. but... If I was across from someone who just got a cancer diagnosis, I wouldn't complain about my stomach ache, you know? But am I going to complain yeah, about it to, yeah. like, my boyfriend at night before bed? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what I'm saying? And I think yeah, it's that exactly. simple fact that, like, I feel like people weirdly just don't act like ex- it exists. It's like the internet cannot be a sound place for discussion ever. And you and I talk about this all the time. It's like the illusion of globalization, the illusion that we could all talk at once, it doesn't fucking work because that's not how socializing works, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, we're not, we can't program ourselves to all say the right thing at the right time and, like, move, like, this big body or this, like, school of fish because that's not how it works. You know, you could do that maybe with a small group of people in a closed space in fucking person. Like, you go into that protest and it being a freaking protest where (laughs) everyone's on the same side just walking forward, like... Yeah, You know, but online it's like, and I don't understand why we exhaust ourselves when that fact exists, (laughs) you know, I don't get why we go back and forth so much. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think, um, yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm off Instagram, but I still have like Twitter, which I will check sometimes for updates and mm-hmm. it's, but Twitter doesn't feel as engaging to me because I don't understand that like type of discourse. It's so weird. Like Twitter is so, so weird because <laughs> how would you explain just trying... Twitter discourse? Twitter feels like everyone, like everyone is speaking to each other while looking in a mirror, but it's like in a fun house. Oh, yes. <laughs> and because no, people say house. something and like maybe they say something sarcastically, but then it's interpreted in a different way. And then it, an mm-hmm. argument is built out of that. And then someone comes back around and be, says, like, I think that this part of what they said was a joke. And then and it's just, and then <laughs> yeah, that always, person you're is so like, right. yeah. has to create, like, a whole thing. And I saw that today. Yes, and this yeah. sort of gets into another version of an, another thing that we were going to talk about. Um, but I saw a tweet that this girl said, like, why couldn't all of the countries in the world, like, get a bunch of planes and take everyone who wanted to leave Ukraine to like a new country. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know. The thing is like, again, I completely don't understand Twitter and I don't want to. Um, but you know, who's, I don't understand if that was sarcastic. I don't understand if that was a genuine thing to say. And so someone responded and was like, you mean like, do you not understand that those people want to live in Ukraine? Like that's their home. And so, (laughs) And then she said, like, oh, you mean, like, nationalism? Okay, got it. And then someone, and then it oh, went into this whole God. thing. Oh, so my God. So then it went into this whole thing. And oh someone, God, said, uh, start someone said, screaming. are you American? <laughs> someone said, are you American? And she uh, said, good yeah. Question. <laughs> why? And they said, Americans don't understand nationalism. Because they at, like, do like, fucking not. Because, like, I'm glad you're bringing their, this up. their lineage, their lineage just goes to someone who like decided to come here once or someone who was like forcibly brought you know like mm-hmm. it's just like and that's true that's no true. that's fucking and so tea. like people who no, are like feeds related into a lot of things yeah yeah so anyway i thought of that and i was just like this is such a prime tweet and such a no, prime let's talk about nationalism. Like, yeah yeah that's, yeah that's a great <laughs> the way that played out to me is <laughs> yeah internet fucking 101 like her being like oh you mean nationalism like shut the fuck up american freak like it's just what's i see that too because i obviously my dad's very big had lots of nationalism for brazil right like i watched him cry during the fucking uh anthem every time in the world cup like we have brazilian flags in our house like my dad is very proud to be brazilian when i was a kid it was always like (laughs) i was my house was full of propaganda Mr. Mr. Brazil. Loving my culture. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? And it's like, even my mom too. It's yeah. like, she's very critical of Austria, but she loves it and it's her first language and we still do so many traditions from there. But it's like, there's something you can't do with Americans that you could do with like everyone from around the world, which is be like, oh my God, what's your background? And then like, just also liking people more that are like from where you're from. And people think that's like racism, but it's like literally not. You know, it's the same way that mm-hmm. if I go into, like, a doctor's office and, like, the doctor's, like, Latina, it's, like, we vibe super hard because we, like, look similar mm-hmm. and, like, feel like we mm-hmm. understand each other. And, like, 
I'm sure white people have that too, or like very American people, whatever. But it's like just part of it, and it's not. I just think that there's really healthy, sweet nationalism, and it doesn't have to go into that negative place, but it does, and that's how egoic humans are. But like, there right. is a beautiful nationalism of like, I love my culture, I love my ancestry, I love my anthem, like things like that. And of course, it can be flipped on its head and be this crazy, like, I'll do anything for my country no matter how terrible, but that's a whole other level, mm. you know? And I feel like people yes. have taken this idea that that's always how it is when it's like there's cute old Brazilian men all over the world that are just like playing songs from like the 70s and just, you know, loving their country. And it's a different version, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, there's been this recent thing of just like hating on nationalism when it's like, it's not all fucking bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah, everything yeah. has its. And I i don't know if I'm, like, once again, like you said, naive, but it's, like, I just believe that everything can, with effort, exist completely in a perfect positive place. I feel that way about individualism also. It's, like, I said this in the last episode, I think. I don't know when I said it, but... I don't know. That, like, the reality, dying, so. <laughs> the reality of our physicality is, like, we are individuals. Like, every single person on this earth, physically, the world revolves around them. Physically, right? This doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're the most important person in the world. This doesn't mean that they're better than other people. It's just a fact of the way that reality is oriented for every individual. So individualism is valid. There's a valid thing there. But the issue is individualism so quickly turns into competition and who's better than the other and who has more power and you know, this separation, right? And I feel Mm -hmm. the same thing with nationalism. It's like, at its sweetest, most purest form, it's just someone proud of their country and its unique culture, its unique language, and it's like cute little quirks, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? And knowing that if you talk to someone from that country or with parents from that country, you're just going to click in these funny little ways you can't fucking really define, right? Yeah. But it's such a beautiful part of being alive. (laughs) But then it could, yeah, it could get into this territory of, you know... I'll, I listen to everything my leader says and, uh, you know, pride yeah. and shit, you know? And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a way, even if it's only interpersonally, it's like, you know, to preserve well, the beautiful parts of things. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, Americans there have, have not really ever gotten nationalism right. Um, Never. <laughs> and <laughs> it's... Maybe like so apple pie. Th- <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Maybe during World War One and Two, but like even then they were fighting for something that wasn't their country necessarily. It was like people who were being, you know, it was a genocide. Anyway, um, so there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't that thing because America's roots are so shameful that like I do think it sort of like comes back to an energy thing of. Um, it's just hard. It's hard when, like, the root is poisoned. Um, and yeah. so I think, like, but, like, it's different. And, and this is the thing is, like, Ukraine, everyone is uniting because because of nationalism. And they're, like, coming together to protect their their country and the, their homes and, like, the, the people who, who can't defend themselves who live there, you mm-hmm. know? And that is, like... <sighs> It's a, and that's also like comes back to anti-globalism and like tribalism is nationalism is like a larger form of tribalism mm-hmm, to a, an extent. Um, yeah, with not much initiation required, right? Because you could, I could move to Brazil tomorrow and become like 
I can move to a country yeah. I have no connection to and completely like align <laughs> if I wanted. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. There's no, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of like, I don't know. It, it really is just kind of the like binaryification and like the lack of nuance and everything, you know? Yeah. And just also yeah. like Americans calling the shots and a lot of things without having that much experience, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> America is a very um, specific place and, mm-hmm. and a very new country. Um, and it's not it's not like the other girls, you know? It's just not. It's just like how can uh, and a cultureless... Like, pretending like everything exists in like the American lens is, is just... Or the U.S. lens, I should say. It's just mm-hmm. incorrect. Yeah, I'm happy with kind of the U.S. kind of, like, looking like shit for the past few years simply because of, like, culture. Like, I saw this in my dad's city where it's, like, in a lot of countries, like, the standard is America, you know? Like, the Mm -hmm. standard of how to be is American influence. And then in that belief, they lose their own kind of, like, rich culture. Yeah, yeah. And start dressing. And it's, like, I just hate that. It's, like, and they don't even know. They don't know that America's, like pretty boring consumerist like (laughs) yeah you know and I I don't know that's off topic but I just really value cultures and I'm very inspired by Ukraine or Ukraine's fight and pride because I think that's an important thing to have and once again somebody who has fight and pride can look like Putin and someone can look like the Ukraine president (laughs) right and you know obviously it's clear who you should be like but they do kind of come from the same little seed you know well yeah i think also putin is like obviously moving from a place of like uh pure ego and that's like an interesting thing to uh, to see is just this is what happens when you absolutely let ego run the show and like embody a person yeah you need like the way that you express your love and pride which isn't even love and pride it's like a bad relationship you know it's like you can say you love someone and then treat them terribly and it's not that you love them it's that you're using them as like a punching bag for your own issues right <laughs> um yeah or like, like you're and that's using them doing. to to amass more power to satisfy the ego yeah and then that can happen and, ca- on and calling country it like love level. or whatever yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, real love is abundant and it's always feels good and it's shared and it's free and it's not controlling. And in many you know? ways, it's it's selfless. Like, there's totally so many selfless. selfless aspects of love. Yeah, it's like I'm just going to yeah. create a wonderful environment for you. You know what I mean? I think that's what real love is. And I think <sighs> that's also why Zelensky is is becoming such a star is because he's embodying selfless love right now. Like. The fact that the U.S. was like, okay, we'll get you out of there. And he was like, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. I'm staying. Like, I'm fully staying. Yeah. And that's, that's like... a wild thing. That's love, baby. Do you think... Because I think about this a lot in terms of, like, having pride in something is, like, important to, like, the energy to kind of guide your life. And sometimes that is, like, pride in your city or pride in your country or pride in your family. And, like, is is that real, you know, or did I just grow up that way, you know, 
because I feel mm. very, very energized by pride. I have pride for growing up in L.A. I have pride for being poor growing up. I have pride for my parents, like, you know, and that is what really guides me. And I see that once again, like when I say the good parts of nationalism or is like it does give people a reason because if they feel that love for something just bigger than them and just kind of this concept, you know, it's like a person going to the Olympics and being like, I'm doing this for my country. You know what I mean? It's right, bigger than right. you because to be, only have pride mm-hmm. in kind of yourself is like, I don't, I feel like it's like a losing game because, you know, <laughs> like, totally. I, I completely agree with you. I think, uh, I, I feel like that's an interesting thing. I've never accessed pride as like a, as a driving force mm-hmm. that I can think of. And I think like growing up, my mom hated the term I'm proud of you mm-hmm. um, because she had like her own things with that. And so we didn't really talk about that. And I don't think I was ever really, she didn't teach me to be proud of my family either. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, and I guess I'm sort of, I so, I like that I'm from, LA I think that's really dope but (laughs) but so it's it's an interesting thing that that is a I think it's just also like I wonder if that has something to do with our human designs like (laughs) you know manifest your generator (laughs) yeah I'm a manifester I don't Um, know I just think I don't know I just always think of like what helps yeah like what helps people move forward pride can be like yeah, pride is very similar. If it's if it's used for good, it can be really yeah. empowering. Because it also is like you're you're doing it for get, yeah, it's something outside of yourself because ultimately like it's connected to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's used positively. Pride. It's also the name of a group of lions. <laughs> pride. It's a pride. Pride. The pride. Pride. I mean, pride. Um, well, pride does build spirit. It's funny. I think of like spirit week <laughs> at school mm-hmm. where it's like show your pride for your school. It's like pride is it's a funny word, but it really is. What does the word really mean? Like energetically, it's like the act of honoring and uplifting yourself or something bigger than you that you align with, you know, and that can be okay, your school. pride. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those whom one is closely associated with, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Um, yeah, the consciousness of one's own dignity. Dignity. I, mean, I like the word dignity. Is a good word. Me too. Dignity is great. Dignity. I feel like I've, I, I, Look up I the like resonate more with the word dignity. I love the word dignity. Uh, dignity. <laughs> The state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. Yeah, so I that's what I really vibe with is dignity. Mm-hmm. And honor Composed is important. or serious man of style, yeah. Like the act of honoring. Like, we do that in spells, you know? We do right. that when we celebrate uh, accomplishment. We do that when mm-hmm. we, like, hold space for someone's negative emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe honor is just a word for, like, hyper-recognition. <laughs> Magnified yeah. recognition. And Mega I think observe. respect is, is also a really beautiful word, too, because I think within 
respect, there's also acceptance of like meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, there's no respect online. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. like, that's kind of what it is. It's like, if you respect other people and respect that they're doing their best, they're probably not out to get you, they're generally good people, which is normally the case. I think it's wild how we've kind of... I We grew up, I think you and I grew up thinking, like, most people are really good and there's a few bad apples you have to watch out for, which is true. Mm-hmm. If you look at every experience in your life, the percentage of people who you had normal interactions with and the ones that were bad... It checks out, I think, for everyone. Yeah. But we're kind of in this state now where I think people think the opposite. Everyone's an enemy until proven innocent or everyone's mm-hmm. bad until proven innocent. And we act that way. You know, it's like even just those little yeah. comments, it's like I think it's a lack of respect for other people. But then also this like fear that there's always a hidden darkness lurking, you know, and it's, it's a yeah, sad way to yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, like operating with, like, a punitive system rather than a rewards-based system. Yeah, which is always so paradoxical, too, because these same people are, like, anti-prison and shit, and it's like, well, you literally are acting like them. Mm. <laughs> like, your lack of respect for other people, the great distance you make between you and other people as guilty, like, it's very, very fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Something also that we we had mentioned in our private discussion is how, like, the uh, Ukrainians, their stance is, like, absolutely, like, anti-victim, um, where mm-hmm. they're obviously, like, completely under attack and completely outnumbered and completely, yes. you know, and they're out there building Molotov cocktails and putting the Get recipe up online for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like telling the warships to go fuck themselves and like, and it's like so far, uh, you know, it's working. Like prayers go out to them. Like they're, they're slowing, like no one expected them to be able to hold off the the Russian opposition this long or the Russian invaders Mm -hmm. this long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's pride and spirit. It's miraculous. Like, and it's, uh, you know, people who are, truly like volunteering just volunteering to go to war like school teachers like you know men and women Mm -hmm. and it's like they're not i mean it's a it's a real like study and and when you're actually like truly in in a life-threatening situation how how you can step up and step as much into a place of power as possible and and how incredible the results can be you know Mm -hmm. strength is in (laughs) you guys did you hear that the trend report strength is back strength pride is back is back it never left for james and i as we've been complaining this whole time also it's wild (laughs) to see like i feel i've just been watching all of the countries now finally like putting these crazy sanctions on Europe and on Europe on Russia and like shutting down the airspaces and shutting down the banks. And it just feels like this thing of like, nobody has liked Putin for so long, but they've all been so afraid and Putin like Mm. lashing out from this space has actually made it. Everyone is distancing themselves from him. Like Germany had this whole uh, natural gas pipeline and for years people were like, you guys need to stop that. You need to distance yourselves. And they just, they just shut it down. Oh, so like, it was like, which yeah, is they a gave huge them a reason. Move. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. And, but it doesn't, it, isn't it like kind of amazing to see like someone who just pushes themselves away from everything, like a, like a child having a tantrum, mm-hmm. but like on this massive scale, like, I don't know. It just feels like all the countries are finally like, oh, we can finally do this. You know, like we're not, we're not the provocateurs mm-hmm. because it's clearly him. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's almost like when you, like, hate someone and you're, like, waiting for them to really, really fuck up. Yeah, that's great. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Strength is in. I was thinking, like, uh, uh, whatever. Can we pause for a sec? I might the... Yeah, sure. Okay, am I recording? Okay, we're back. Um, Well, speaking of strength is in, should we talk about that vibe shift article? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, um, I guess we'll put a link in the thing. It's, we're, like, two weeks late, but I think that's fine. It's, like, The Cut came out with an article that I feel like was very vague, but it was called The Vibe Shift is Coming. Will Any of Us Survive It? And it has a picture of, taken by the cobra snake, of some chick (laughs) who's, like, famous, I guess, with, like, a lot of eyeliner. She's smoking. Very classic, like, 2008-2007 type photo. And basically the article, I think it was a shitty article. I think it was badly written. I think it ended so weird, but, and I feel like they were afraid to say what they wanted to say, but they almost like wanted credit for like calling it first. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, which was also funny because they didn't call it first. They were just talking about someone who did call it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like the whole article is just like talking about the guy who called it and sort of synthesizing his call. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, like a substack that like you had to pay like a bunch of money to get into. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he got a bunch of fucking... He probably did. Yeah, probably. People will do anything for the tea. Um, but basically the article... I think what the article hinted at, but didn't want to say fully, is that people are done being woke. And woke does not mean caring about social justice. It means living in the context... It's like all the people that we're talking about all the time, like living in this like hyper aware context where you're constantly like hunting for the problematic thing and like policing your peers and then going to your fucking day job after (laughs) you know what I mean right right like it just kind of I just think that I feel like it's pretty obvious that like you should always know about what's going on you should always know about how the world works and who's oppressed all of this stuff to navigate your life and other people's lives and just be a better person right Mm -hmm. but that's not happening every day you're not like witnessing like every day in your life there isn't really like a situation that you can like jump in on right yeah which is a good thing but there's just this context that we live in now where like everything has to be like everything's heightened and it makes everyone feel like on edge which then leads to like more blow-ups and stuff like that like it's it's a it's a cycle thing yeah and it's like people think like and i think they were afraid to kind of say that and i actually saw some tweets that were like the vibe shift is really just privileged white people over talking about race it's like no do you know any non-white people they don't want to fucking talk about this shit anymore either (laughs) you know what i mean it's like a social Mm -hmm. issue versus a political issue it's like yeah we want all these problems solved everything all this terrible stuff that we know about we want it fixed but we also don't want to like walk into a fucking party and have that be the topic you know that's what woke is to me woke is not i'm aware of social justice issues 
I care about them. To me, woke is like, I'm going to prove to everybody that I know. And every second of every day, even when it's inappropriate, even when it's uncalled for, even when it's not even what's going on, (laughs) you know, I'm going to talk in this mode. And and then it comes with the victim thing of like, oh, I don't want anyone to think I'm privileged. So I'm going to not celebrate and I'm going to not you know, follow my dreams or I'm going to do it really silently. It's like everyone's like, I was thinking about that party you went to that we, I feel like we talked about where like, it's kind of the most like privileged white people that we know, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And they're like doing their thing, getting their fucking money, working in their industries, but like silently. And then when they talk about it, they're like humble bragging because they're afraid to have privilege and it's fucking fake. (laughs) Yeah, and it's also just like, go celebrate, pop some champagne, crazy. And if you're actually internalizing that, it's just, it's just an unhealthy way to, to go about living. Like if you're, if you're striving, if you're constantly striving for something, but you're not able to recognize when it actually pays off, what, what's the fucking point, you know? Yeah. And it also, there's no, like, the whole woke thing, like, once again, just, like, the responding to a crisis thing, it, like, it turns into this whole other animal. Like, it isn't about helping people anymore. It's about, like, who's the good guy and who's doing things right. And, like, you know, I can even say, like, I remember um, when, like, sort of the social media, like, BLM was at its height and people were talking about, like, the right way and the right books to read and everything. And then there was this, um, I remember then there was this moment where people started saying, like, social justice and like racial work isn't a self-help place for white people and I was Mm -hmm. like do you guys know how psychology works like that's how you get these people to do what you want you know and now you're gonna cut that off too I had this thing where I was like reading it and I was like yeah it's probably true the pendulum's gonna swing the other direction I think it's gonna be like a post-woke hipster era where it's like our hipster era it was like Animal Collective was, like, going to, like, the Amazon tribes and, like, recording them. And, like, Lana Del Rey was wearing, like, a headdress and people were putting on, like, mm-hmm. bindis for fashion, you know? And it's, like, that's not going to be there anymore because everyone knows better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it'll be kind of maybe the same sentiment of, like, partying and, like, experimental music and kind of living for just being more unique. Yeah. And also, like, I think that time prioritized community but in like a really fun way and I think that's what people really want in like a post-COVID world absolutely yeah it's just getting together being into the same weird art stuff um so yeah do you think it is coming and do you want it to come the vibe shift I definitely think it's coming and I think I think we all deserve a vibe shift, uh, especially after, like, two years of the depths. I think it's time that we all sort of... Also, just the uh, end of the world partying alone, I think we all deserve that a little bit because we've, like, (laughs) we've been dealing with it in such a... Without shame. Yeah, yeah, and, like... Without being told we're privileged. Well, also, just, like... (laughs) It's not a privileged stance. It's a human stance. Well, it's also just, like... (laughs) I do think if there's a way to like enjoy what we can of humanity rather than like crying to to the very end, you know, like that's just not how yeah. we should go out. <laughs> not at all. Not at fucking yeah. all. And of course my standing issue is like the crying is a performance of care that doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And it's also, I will say this, it always comes back to 
the only thing that we can control in a world of unknowns and a world of, you know, global superpowers is our um, perception of things and like we can do our best to like address our mental health and like our state of minds and mm-hmm. and that's part of it like if if you continue like the the mind is like prone to like repeat patterns of suffering and so you can choose to like look at what is a slow a slow burning apocalypse in like a never ending spiral of sadness or you can like figure out how to create your swan song you know like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's a it, it, this applies in the same way that everything does. You can have a shitty day and figure out, like, what to focus on, or you can have, like, a shitty society, a shitty world, and figure out what to focus on there. You know, like, you could be one of the last generations of humanity and figure out how to focus on <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> you can choose your, <laughs> your, the thing you're focusing on. If you're the last woman But on you know Earth. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's such a basic tenet. If Putin was the last man on earth. <laughs> what? If Putin was? <laughs> Would you reproduce? Um, no, God, no. If it was just you and Putin, last humans, and they were like, you must make more babies. I absolutely, I absolutely would not. I mean. I feel like I would in that situation. Really? Not because there's anything good about him, but just because, like, I feel like survivalistic, like, primally, I feel like I just, like, would, I'd just be like, all right. I'd be like. <laughs> I don't want, like, the new phase of humanity to have your genetics. <laughs> your... Oh, my God. And then you would self-destruct. I would, yeah. I totally would. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty sick. Maybe I would. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, a really good Marvel ending. It's, like, <laughs> just, like, a, a twist on that question. Like, if I was the last boy on Earth. Yeah. He was the last boy on Earth. Also, like, like if no, I don't want to have children with someone I love like I don't want to have was, I don't think I'm going to want to have children with a, a true monster also the power to end earth which I think you know I think everyone including earth itself deep down maybe not no I think earth likes being alive but the experiment that is earth yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know I'm just imagining this beautiful scene of like you self-destructing and that's it that's the end the last woman that's also also like Without humans, the Earth would do a lot better. So, yeah, totally. We're little parasites. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty dumb. Like, I people always like criticize the like humans are viruses like theory, but I'm like everything backs it. It's like if we emerge from bacteria, mm. <laughs> we're literally like bacteria that like evolved a bunch of other tools. Yeah. And now we're just, like, a bunch of, like, bacteria parasites just, like, mining the earth so that we can follow our dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> our silly little dreams. We're bacteria. We really are. Literally bacteria. Yeah. Literally bacteria brain is, like, ego brain. Yeah. It's, like, how do I get the most at the quickest pace? Lizard brain is out. Bacteria so brain weird. is in. Bacteria is your original ancestor. <laughs> show, show a little bit of respect to your original ancestor, bacteria. Your most noble grandmother yeah. <laughs> and bacteria are in the same fucking Also, part. there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. Yogurt, full of good bacteria. Very true. We love, we love yogurt. So now we have to find out who are the good bacteria and who are the bad bacteria. Oh, no. Oh, no. And this will only work by <laughs> creating a social media platform in which we could rule out... <laughs> 
but you gotta reel out who's who. <laughs> social media. You're in pocket surveillance. That's the thing, is the social media feels like a petri dish, <laughs> which is where you put bacteria. It really does. Yeah. That's it. We're that's really just see another reason we're bacteria. Yeah. Now we're self aware bacteria. Yeah. With mirrors that are just like we're bacteria, period. 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 Exclamation period. point. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I leaned on the keyboard. Copy paste sparkles from other website. <laughs> For my caption. <laughs> GIF of dancing cat. <laughs> what is it? Emoji? What is it? Memoji? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like those are going to end. Those, like, cartoon things. I, yeah, I can't Just handle like them. Kick off. I can't with them. I also don't think TikTok is going to last that long. Yeah. I just think it's not sustainable because there's no way to feel smarter on it. Like, there's nowhere to go. It's, like, just videos and that's it. But, like, even Instagram is, like, a place where people go to, like, follow people's ideas and whatever. I could go on. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> I just think TikTok's, like, I don't know. People are, like, TikTok's where it's at. And I'm, like, yeah. TikTok feels to me like I when you know. sit down in a chair and someone puts, like, lenses over your eyes and they're, like, you can't move. That's what I was feeling on TikTok. Oh, that's exactly what it is, James. It's so scary. You're fucking right. It's scary. And they're like, take advice from a 14-year-old. <laughs> That'll really help you. <laughs> We're going to show you a 14-year-old with relationship advice. Because <laughs> we heard you're 27. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, vibe shift. Just same old, same old illusion pod. Same old. <laughs> same old illusion pod. I love. All right. I love. Did you watch Tinder Swindler? Not yet. Should I? It's actually very entertaining. I think you and Chris would enjoy okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it. It's just like wild and it's like ridiculous. And then you're like, wow, people really like that. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. We could, we could unpack <laughs> it on our pod. Yeah. Why not? I like how we unpack things late because <laughs> I feel like that works for, like, who we are and who everyone else is. Like, I never watch the hot thing. Like, I'm just like, oh. I know. It also that's is, like, good. we're not I, trying I, to I, keep up. <laughs> and that's just honest. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be trying to keep yeah. up. <laughs> Your events are not timeless. No, <laughs> no keeping up not here. Not built for it. Sorry. <laughs> We're too slow. Um, James and I. Yeah, we're slow. We're slow potatoes. James and I. Another orbit around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All of us, really. Yeah. Just another. Slow bacteria. Just another day orbiting around the sun. Making it more complicated. Wait, for a second, I was like, literally for a second, Gabby, I was about to be like, dude, wait, the sun orbits around us and then I was like no no <laughs> I know right that's really how it'd be feeling yeah. it does perceptively it's true that's true <laughs> which is valid yeah and that's how we fucking that's valid. how we thought that before I just if I had to ask God anything I'd be like why why did you make consciousness self-centered you know yeah why why does it feel like the sun is orbiting me? <laughs> why does it feel like the moon is following me? I know. When the moon follows you, it's <laughs> crazy. And when you're a kid and you're like, yeah. if I turn really fast. Did you do that? I think we talked about that. I 
Like, I'd be in the car, <laughs> and I'd turn really fast because I thought the moon was following me, and I was like, if I turn really fast, it's gonna, I'm going to be so fast, it won't be there. <laughs> it was always there. Yeah, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, the moon. Self-centered. We should talk about more spiritual stuff. Okay. I feel like that's where we flourish. Yeah, definitely. You know. Well, soon to come, <laughs> there will be more pod episodes. Oh, yeah, that's another... We're going to get more serious about this thing. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. It's really enjoyable. But we've been putting out episodes more regularly, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... We're committed. And that means... Get used to it. Um. <laughs> Reunionizing. <laughs> and with that comes a newfound pride in our work. Truly. James discovers pride through through illusion pod. <laughs> James discovers pride. Illusion pod number one. Yeah. I was thinking today, I was like, uh, I wonder if I want to write a children's book. Maybe that would be a fun jumping off point. I could totally see that for Wouldn't you. When I was working at the hammer store, it felt like not only like a e- somewhat easy thing to do, but just like a good idea. Like, it's funny, actually, you know, that's another thing that weirdly happened is like new, like the abundance of like new children's book in the past five years that are about like specific situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like race and like military dads and like. Yeah, it's like. My mom has Crohn's disease. It's like hyper realism for kids. Yeah, it's like teach them about. Show them themselves on the page. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be like, so your dad's an angry driver from another country. (laughs) (laughs) So your dad is full of rage in the car (laughs) and speaking another language that he didn't teach you. So you're an only child (laughs) with seven imaginary friends. (laughs) In a bustling city that stops for no one. (laughs) Oh my god. All right. Well, I feel like I should... um, (laughs) I think I should wrap it up and get some dinner. And dinner. And uh, <laughs> what time is it? Eight? Nine? It's nine forty-six. Whoa! I know. Yeah, get that din. Yeah, get that bread. Um, <laughs> but have a wonderful day. And you too. Uh, stay thank safe you. out there. Keep expressing yourself at localized protests. Thank you so much. I honestly, honestly, my stories. Um, and yeah, keep going, everybody. Keep going, everyone. Keep orbiting that sun, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye. bye.